0: This is the Movement of the Holy Family. Welcome to our Rosary Meditation. We have entered the nine days before Pentecost. These are the days that Mary and the Apostles were gathered together in prayer, praying the, fir- the very first novena leading up to Pentecost. So in these days, in our Rosary Meditation, We're going to be meditating in a special way on overcoming the vices that prevent the Holy Spirit from transforming our life, and at the end of every rosary, until the day of Pentecost, we have a special novena prayer that we invite you to join us. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for. Now, fortitude is the virtue to do what we should, even when we don't want to. But now we're meditating on temperance. Temperance prevents us from doing what we should not, even when we really want to. But we have to place this in the context of happiness, because we all long for happiness But if God wants us to be happy, why do we always resist him? Why do we do actions that we know won't make us happy? I think it's because we think the happiness that God wants for us is going to be boring or lame. Now, sin is defined by St. Augustine as a thought, word, or deed contrary to To the eternal law. The eternal law simply means the way God designed us. In other words, God made us for happiness with Him. That's our design. But instead, we choose to go against our design, and so we go against our own happiness. And every sin involves two parts. First, it's it's an attraction to some good. We only sin because we want something which appears at least in some way to be good. Secondly, our pursuit of that good is disordered. It's against reason and our design. So it's irrational. Because even if it's good, it's not the good we were made for. And it's not good a good that can ultimately make us happy so for example knowledge is good but we get distracted by a disordered pursuit of knowledge with too much news or social media or getting sucked into youtube knowledge is good but we pursue it in a disordered way and that's sin
1: Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: Now, pride and the seven deadly sins go against the virtue of temperance. And every sin starts with the sin of pride. Because pride is pursuing some good we have no business pursuing. Pride is turning toward a good that distracts us from the ultimate good, God the only good who can give us the happiness we long for. So pride is saying, I reject the good that God is, and I want something else instead. Pride is to say, I don't want to be happy the way you designed me to be happy, God. I want to choose a different path to try to find happiness. But it doesn't work. And it's not how we're made. So pride always ends in frustration and dissatisfaction. So we should ask ourselves, can this thought, word, or deed be directed to God? Can we say, thank you, God, for this or that? If not, then we're in trouble. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name.
1: pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory
0: be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
1: as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end.
0: Amen. Oh my Jesus, forgive us
1: our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: So why do we fall into pride? Why do we pursue goods we have no business pursuing? Well, because they're right in front of us, and God isn't. God, as you might have noticed, hides himself. He doesn't feel like he's there most of the time, and that's because he wants us to be free, to love him for who he is, not just for what we get from him. There's a beautiful true story of a man and woman who became pen pals during World War II. They wrote to each other back and forth, back and forth, and they really got to know each other truly, though they had never seen each other. And they decided to finally meet. And so the man was going to take a train, and he asked her, how will I know who you are? And she said, I will be the one waiting at the train station with a bouquet of roses. And so when he got to the train station and he got off, he saw a woman holding this bouquet of roses, but she was not what he had imagined, not nearly as beautiful as he imagined. And he hesitated and he thought, "Uh, I really love who this woman is, but this is not what I expected. But he made the choice to love her for who she was and he went up and he gave her a big hug and the woman freaked out. She said, Who are you and why are you hugging me? And, she, and he said, Oh, this must be a mistake. I thought the fly, you were the, my pen pal. And right at that moment, the real pen pal stepped forward and she was so beautiful. And he said, wow, What's going on? And, and she said, I gave the flowers to this other woman because I wanted to be I wanted you to prove to me that you loved me for who I am not just for my looks. See this is what God does with us. His beauty, his goodness is so amazing that if we saw him right now we would be so hypnotized by his beauty we we couldn't even we wouldn't be free to love him for who he was he has to leave us free to choose and then when we are in heaven we will experience him in all his glory but here we have to make the, the choice to choose him for who he is not just for the things that he will give us and then it is true love
1: world without end. Amen. Oh, my Jesus. Forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: So how do we fight pride? Primarily through two virtues, magnanimity and humility. Magnanimity is the virtue that keeps us focused on the greatness, the goodness, and the happiness that we were designed for. The good we're called to pursue is holiness through union with God, through the duties of our state in life. That's got to be the ultimate focus of everything we do. The other virtue that conquers pride is humility. Humility is the virtue that prevents us from getting distracted by false goods Humility is the virtue that causes us to, to ask, is this word, thought, or act leading me to God? If not, then I have no business pursuing it, and I'm not going to. So magnanimity keeps your eyes on the prize, and humility resists It is a fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory
0: be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it
1: was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: And actually, magnanimity, which means pursuing our greatness, is deeply tied to humility. Why? Because greatness usually lies in doing quiet, unostentatious things like being faithful to daily prayer, being faithful to serving your family, and being faithful to fulfilling your daily duties. So yes, you're called to be great. You're called to be the best you can be. And you're also called to be humble because both usually involve a steady, simple, and happy path to everlasting glory with God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation
0: May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. And now our Novena Prayer leading up to Pentecost. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Patroness of the Unborn, we implore your powerful intercession at this most critical time We beg you, O Immaculate Conception, to convert the hearts of the people of the entire world to turn from sins against life and to prepare for the civilization of love. Queen of Heaven, secure the truth and justice of the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, so to stand firm and pave the way for Jesus to reign in our hearts. And now that the Kansas Supreme Court has removed life-saving protections for the unborn and mothers in crisis, we humbly beg that you strengthen our efforts to also secure an amendment to reverse this decision and defend the sanctity of life in our state. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen.
0: Let's be apostles of friendship, good conversation, and the rosary. Share this with others.